Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and it has been a nightmare. I've been lugging chairs all <laughs> over the place this afternoon. Anyways, welcome to Ghost Chronicles International, where we ask the question, do ghosts really exist? Anyways, I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, and all that other stuff. New England's own Rand Helsing, and with me is, well, wait a minute, with me is my co-host all the way across the pond, the uh, gold standard and ghost hunting, Mr. Stephen Parson. Good evening, and I'm going to try and answer that question, do ghosts exist, because I'm out looking for them. Ah, we are also joined, by the way, by the co-host of The Next Generation, Ian Carrigan, who has been making me drag chairs everywhere. <clears throat> So do they exist? We, Hi, everybody. Oh, yes. Easy, just keep talking. I do, I do. Yes, I do. Anyways, uh, Steve, are you on location? I am on location. You're on location, and we're in Ann's office at the studio. So, <laughs> right. yeah, this Technically, is, we're on location. We're on location, too. This is exciting. So where are you? I'm sitting in a nice, comfortable house, um, but a house that apparently has an apparition. Really? And it's uh, it's supposedly seen um, late at night. Well, imagine that. It's late at so, night. <laughs> sorry. It's late. It's late at night where you are now. You know that's true. What was that? You know that's true. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm in your future. This is true. Oh, good news. The tractor team made it back again. I just oh, thank away. God. <laughs> we managed not to run them over on the return trip. Anyway. Okay, so uh, can you give out this location or is is it hush -hush? No, no, no. It's a private residence, I oh, possibly. Sure. Sure. Um, it's located in West Wales, though, and um, they, they got in touch with me. Um, it's actually a holiday let um but they've had some problems with um people staying and uh reporting that they've seen a figure walking about the property at first they thought it might have been um a, uh, somebody breaking in or oh. so um there, there's nobody living in the property um, because it is a holiday rental and uh, currently it's, there's nobody in the property and they said might be a good idea if you go and spend some time there nice. are you by yourself um sadly yes at the moment i wasn't a little while ago and it won't be later but for the for the present hour or so i am is that we're, we're just changing shifts at the moment is that proper i thought thought that was your your model kind of well yeah it's not it's not 
not uh, it's not normal practice because you don't normally have an individual on their own because um, but I do have some backup cameras covering um, what I'm doing at the moment but it was expedient for the for the purposes of the radio show because I you know whilst I'm here um, my eyes and ears are working but I'm also doing other things which is what we advocate you know you don't just sit there in the dark with the lights off um so yeah the, you've got to, I mean rules have got to be flexible sometimes mm-hmm. and uh because of the very short notice of the um requirement it meant that we couldn't get support in place quickly um so we had to do it with um split split mem- split team and so there's a bit of a shift change going on at the moment what we change from the day Are the members, members of your team coming there as well uh, they're due at, well, the next one's due at midnight. I'm here till, well, I'm here all night, but my backup is coming in at, in about an hour or so. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be on my own for about 90 minutes, which I think is an acceptable compromise for, um, the circumstances. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I, I had to make a tough decision today. I, I turned down a national TV show. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Wasn't Ghost Adventures again, was it? I can't, I can't <laughs> tell what that was. It was, it would have required me Fox News. Two hours out. Tucker Carlson. Two hours out and two hours back to spend about, you know, five minutes on camera. So, <laughs> so what? it was the Tucker Carlson show. So uh, basically that was uh, not going to happen. But anyways. But, so has so, uh, anything happened while you've been there, Steve? Not a thing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Um, but then isn't that just the nature of the beast? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the important thing is I'm I'm here doing exactly what the people staying who were staying in the property were doing. A radio show? Um, sorry? <laughs> A radio show? Yeah, no, just being here, uh, oh. being awake, being alert, and just chilling out, waiting to see what happens. Uh, if anything happens, um, the lighting is identical to the last two reports mm-hmm. um, that we've got. Um, there's a couple of, I'd say there's a couple of video cameras running at the moment, sound recorder. Um, Is there a particular time that the... Well, well, yes, late at night, um, we've got a sort of smattering of, uh, there are actually four in total, um, all of which occurred after 10 p.m., Ah, okay. but, but nothing after 3 a.m. So we're just covering the nine till four. So we stuck an hour on either side oh, that's um, just to um, and we asked, you know, what were people doing? And, you know, they were just watching TV. They were reading. They were, you know, they were on holiday, just not doing anything in particular. Hanging around. So I'm just hanging around. You know, we've got some lighting on. Um some of the rooms are dark, um, just as it should be, as it normally would be. That's going to be really disconcerting. So you're off somewhere on vacation, you know, renting the uh, the Airbnb or whatnot, and mm-hmm. you know, and well, who's that? It's well, there's, 
yeah i mean the what the what's that has been um you know f- because the property is is you know there are other properties nearby and at first you know um the reports were of um, perhaps neighbors and there, there are people who, who go out um hunting and walking the dog and stuff late at night and there is a footpath nearby there's a public uh, right of way nearby so the initial reports were just one of confusion you know i didn't know that people could you know walk the dog or go past or right. um but then it be well there wasn't and they shouldn't and they can't and then the final two sighting, uh, the final four, which are the ones we're taking the most seriously, were of uh, initially it was an intruder uh, report or potential intruder report. Right. Um, it, and then three of a figure walking through the property. Is it on the seacoast? Uh, no, it's about a mile from the sea. It's on the coast, but it's about a mile inland. Not very far from where, where I live. Because I've heard a lot of stories about rental cottages, especially in the seacoast where... Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You're this, absolutely right. I, I remember this this one person that I know very well, and uh, uh, she's a reporter for uh, um, a newspaper and everything else. And, and she was on a uh, a rental property, and, and she woke up in the middle of the night, <laughs> somebody choking her. And uh, well, that's yeah, nice. You can see them and everything. Oh and, my god! Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, nothing quite as dramatic as that. As I say, the the it's just a figure seen walking through the property. Um, so it's it's followed the same route on each of the four uh, accounts. So obviously, that's the area that we're focusing on. Mm. Um, you know, it walks down a corridor and enters a room. So that's what we're that's the area that we're highlighting. Um, actually, it's behind me at the moment. I can't directly see it. Um, because the witnesses from their sitting position, um, it might sound strange, couldn't see the apparition that they claim to have seen. Um, but they, <laughs> if that make it, it kind of doesn't make sense. Like, how did they see something they couldn't have seen? Well, the thing is, there's a huge glass window um, that reflects behind them. So I'm doing what they're doing, which is sitting looking at that giant glass panel um, to see, you know, if it's anything outside or inside. Um, the cameras are covering the actual area where um, the figure was seen. And I'm replicating what the witnesses were doing, in other words, trying to test, uh, you know, their experience to see if I have a similar experience. So gotcha. that's why that's why I'm facing the wrong way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deliberately. That's let, different. Let me ask you, ask you this. And, uh, you know, it, it's been reported all through history and even in, in folklore and suspicion and sus- yeah, what's the word? Superstition. Superstition. Yes. That, uh, you know, spirits have seen in reflective surfaces. I mean, you know, we look at the, the, the scrying thing and everything else, but do you think that has something to do with anything at all? I mean, is it just imagination or, or is it possible that, that reflective surfaces somehow can capture an image of, of something that we can't see? Well, a reflective, well, we know, I mean, <laughs> Reflective image, uh, a reflective surface 
reflects what it can reflect you know it but it can also reflect what um we can't see i mean you know users of thermal imaging cameras will know that very well um i don't know where i mean there are a lot of people there is the um uh, the psychomantium which itself uses that principle of a reflective surface as, as a key component um but in this instance um you know as the first stage of the investigation process is to try and understand what the witness saw now because of the layout of the of the space um the witnesses are not facing the area where the apparition is reported to be they're actually facing let's say a large glass window oh it's a double doorway um but it's a you know glazed doorway um and they were aware of this figure that would be behind them, but they're seeing it as a, obviously as a reflection. Um, and I'm trying to, you know, because that that glass window faces outside, so you know you've got a combination of outside and inside. Um, it's just trying to understand what it is that they saw, um, you know, hoping to have a similar experience to gain an understanding. The cameras will take care of anything that's, um, you know, if there is anything within the, you know, the camera's ability to capture something. I, I don't hold out any hopes, if I'm honest, because there are many times when people claim that they see things that cameras don't. You know, every investigation, the medium will say, oh, I see a figure standing in the corner of the room. Um, and every, you know, and every every camera fails to capture it unless you count orbs um <laughs> but yeah i mean you know, psychologists have taken this idea of reflective uh, or viewing a reflective surface as a as a means of changing the state of con or, or the, the an individual state of consciousness making them more susceptible to experiences very seriously they've you know the, the psychomantium studies are you know, that is the basis of the psychomantium studies. It's also the basis, possibly, of scrying, and of and, and we all know the, the the many many myths that have grown up around mirrors. You know the um, mm -hmm. Bloody Mary myths and all the other kids' games that we used to play. But even um, even the Victorians, how they used to cover their mirrors during a, a funeral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, actually, you know, there are still people that do that. It's still a common funeral practice here in the UK. Uh, particularly in the more rural parts where, you know, uh, you you draw the blinds on the windows, you draw, you close the curtains and you cover the mirrors mm -hmm. as a sign of um, respect. At, well, it's now seen as a sign of respect, but it is originally uh, linked to um, not allowing uh, phantoms and spirits a way in because mirrors were seen as portals. Do you believe there's such thing as a portal? What about you, Anne? Do you? I don't think so. I don't think I do, but I've never dealt with anything like that before. So, and, you know, somebody saying to me, oh, I think there's a portal here or yeah, whatever. Right yeah. Steve, what about you? Do you think there's such thing as a portal? I'm with Anne on this. I think it's just an incredibly trendy phase at the moment. I mean, we've got the portal communication devices we've you know 
mediums now, when you go on an investigation or when you go to a haunted place, it's very common that the medium will come forward and say, oh, there's a portal to another dimension in the corner of the room or there's a portal. Uh, you know, you hear that increasingly often in the last few years, whereas it, it used to be incredibly rare for them to make these these claims. Yeah. Um, you know, it used to be that the, the spirit, the ghost haunted the place anyway. It was just trapped there. It couldn't escape or it wanted to be there because it, you know, it was a place that was loved by the person when they were living. But now increasingly, as we deal with entities and, um, you know, these sort of discarnate, uh, disembodied um, and probably malevolent spirits you know they have to get in somewhere and rather like father christmas you know now in modern homes where we don't have chimneys they have magic keys (laughs) (laughs) this property that you're in steve Mm. is it uh, are the owner is it new ownership Uh, is this is there any reason like do they have anybody in mind that it could be no not 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 whatsoever the the actual property owners they haven't owned it for terribly long um because it was well it was a family property that they'd inherited Ah. Um, but they themselves haven't haven't had ownership of it for very long um then they re they had this extra property it was in a popular area um and so they decided rather than sell they although they are contemplating selling uh, that they would gain some you know welcome extra revenue from renting it out at least for a year or two mm-hmm. um, and they they were somewhat troubled you know when when people were started to report right um, but they but the owners themselves don't live locally um, the cleaning and the maintenance of the property is is handled by local agents but they wanted somebody to take a to try and find out you know is is it somebody getting in is it somebody going past is it something within the property you know yeah. they have no there is no history of haunting okay um, you know say so they've you know it's been in the family for 15 16 years and um yeah there's no prior history until this past several months when they had uh, the holidaymakers in now the holidaymakers what's interesting of course is they're all reporting virtually the same thing there are some slight differences um but no difference as regards the location as to where they're seeing this this figure um, and that is interesting and they're not communicating with one another because oh. the there isn't the mechanism you know it's not on trip advisor or yeah. Or one of these review sites yet. There is no Facebook page either at the moment. So again, there is no social media sort of um, way of one communicating with a, pre- a previous one. And I've checked one of the things I did did look at um, early on um, was is there a there's a visitors book. And uh, did did anybody write anything in the visitors book that's now sort of been picked up on by subsequent holiday makers? And surprisingly, there isn't. Uh, none of them have mentioned it, but four of them have gone back. Well, six of them have gone back on the uh, 
sort of off the record and said, oh, by the way, um, we were we were a little disturbed. Who did they report that to, Steve? The owners, the caretaker, or um, the the reports went back to the agent who's handling the, the sort of property maintenance. Okay. So and then and then thence back to the property owners. And the property owners are the one that contacted you. The property owners are the ones that contacted me. That's correct. So they are, you know, uh, so apart from myself, them, obviously the people who've had their individual experiences and the property maintenance person, because it is only one one individual. There's quite a limited number of people that are aware of the the reports. Mm-hmm. And that that's what makes it more interesting is this consistency of the reporting and the the lack of uh, contamination. Now, there are, you know, there are. I suppose at a stretch there are ways that word could have got out and spread, but I think it's you know unlikely. The neighbours are sufficiently far re- far removed. You know there are no immediate neighbours, um, and there are no neighbours to sort of pop over the fence and say, "Oh, you're in the haunted house," or <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, I wouldn't stay there if I were you." Mm. And and to be honest, in the village that. The, the, the property is located in people are quite against uh holiday lets ah. because there's quite a movement against people having second homes in the area and um you know even that entered my you know my mind as a possibility of somebody pranking them because they want the holiday let sort of done and finished with that would be that would suck if there was someone that, would... that but you know the I, you know, I don't live very far away myself, and people, whilst they might mutter to themselves about, oh, is there another holiday let, and that's more, you know, put the prices up and blah, 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 people don't normally do anything about it. You know, they, they, they don't, so, you know, they don't go creeping around at night trying to put, dissuade people from going on holiday. We need the revenue, don't we? Right. So, as part of your investigation, will you be? You know, like have someone walk outside that window to see what it looks like, uh, you know, see if it, it could be someone outside rather than something in the house. Um, this is the first visit, so not initially. Uh, the first visit I'm taking, we've got to do this. Um, we've got to sort of slot ourselves in between uh, the rentals. Yeah. Um, so we've got sort of one bite at a cherry per you know possibly one or two per week um so initially it's a case of well let's try and see if we can determine what it was that they saw mm-hmm. um so it is you know um yes we will um possibly look at you know trying to replicate but the first thing is is trying to understand and uh, just being here being you know in the same circumstances as as they were well, that sounds intriguing, and and it's it's good to have a case again. And uh, mm. uh, I know that you were telling me that cases are hard to come by because there's so many damn groups out there now. Well, and 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 of course, you know, we have had a continual dribble of cases, um, but lockdown has prevented us doing anything at all. Yeah, so for the past sort of nearly two years now, most of the inquiries that we've been dealing with, we've had to handle sort of fairly remotely by telephone by email occasionally by uh, video chat 
we just haven't been able to put investigators out into the field. Now, I, so are you, you're planning on coming back again though, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, this is, this is, um, you know, very much the first visit. So we'll be, and we're coming in, we're coming into the off holiday season now anyway. So there will be more opportunities, whereas in the summer months, you know, there's virtually no gaps between rentals, but we have uh, an opportunity. The next rental is not until Friday. Um, so we do have an opportunity to um, have a look now. And then I think we've got an opportunity next week or the week after. Fun. <laughs> so I know we're coming towards the break. And uh, when we come back, I want to talk to Ann a little bit about uh, East Bridgewater because uh, we spent a day out there. And I don't know if you knew this, Steve, but uh, East Bridgewater is part of the Bridgewater Triangle. So. Oh, I know that. <laughs> Uh-huh. You you have been here before. You've been here a couple. I have been there before. Two, yes. So uh, I, I'd like to talk a little bit about that too. Uh, if, however, if anything happens during whatever conversation we have, you you must let us know. <laughs> I'll I'll jump right in if anything. That would be great. Uh, what, what happens if we What happens if we hear screaming and and then your mic goes. Dead. Is there any someone someone we can contact uh, to uh, you know uh, get the body? I mean uh, to uh, help you. Um, no, and it's not going to. Oh. Well, you know the demons are so prevalent nowadays. I'm mean, I'm just afraid that you, you know. Yeah, you're- but you know I, I'm long in the tooth at this. Um, don't get, I don't I don't scare. Uh-huh. I've spent I've spent many many nights with you. <laughs> Why does everybody say that? I don't get that. <laughs> but uh, well, I can't imagine. Yeah, I know we are coming up in the break. And, uh, I'm excited. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, that uh, Ann and I have been running around East Bridgewater all day today, filming little segments for the uh, Halloween show. So uh, yeah, that that's been fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? I, I would have loved to have you here at this that as as well, Steve. Uh, well, maybe next year. Yeah. Biden permitting. We'll drag we'll drag Steve all over. Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know I you know I'd love that. <laughs> be like the West it'd be like the West West uh, Westford night again, Westboro night. There you go. Oh please, don't bring the West thing. <laughs> <laughs> All the all the uh, Babel Towers there. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that one as well. Many yeah. an adventure. Mm-hmm. Another one of my good adventures. Yeah, I, I, I managed to get a lot of good stuff going on. Anyway, so uh, we are coming up to the break. So uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles. Um, what are we here? International. In- international with a little next generation flair. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Steve Parson and Ron Kolick and our special guests, uh, the Blonde Bob Show. Ian Carrigan, right here on Tojanet and Pararex Networks, and also wherever else we'll be in listen to. And we want to thank all our patrons on Sparkles PKRK. I get the hint. I get a bill. We'll be back.
Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Miller X family. Fran. We're bring us, bring us, bring us back in. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parsons and Ron Kolek and me, Ann Kerrigan, their special guest. How so, about that? Awesome. Perfect. Right. So during the break, did you get hire us? Hire us. Did you get attacked <laughs> by a ghost or anything while while we were at break? No. Ah, oh, Did you see any ghosts? Sorry, ghost? no. Sorry, Steve. We're only gone for about what a minute, minute and a half. Yeah. You could have summoned a demon or but, something but, while we were out. Who do you think I am, Zach Bagans? Yeah, dude, <laughs> dude. I I can do this. I'll make sure you, you ghosts will appear now. Okay. Uh, okay. Spirits by day, spirits by night. Open the door and show us the light. There you go. Ron, nope. All kinds of Nothing happened. No, it's all right. It'll come. It'll come. Okay. Okay. It's got to get out. It's, it's like uh, Western Electric and smoke screens. They go to all the way. It's got to be carried by every spirit around until oh it finds the God. right one. His coffee must have kicked Oh, in. my oh, God. Tell, tell us about East Bridgewater, and quick. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So, our, so we decided to do a slightly different Halloween show this year instead of decorating the set and coming in and doing our usual Halloween thing. Get drunk. We decided we don't do that. I wish we did. Maybe. <laughs> and so we decided, hey, let's go visit different haunted locations in East Bridgewater or places where there were murders or you know. Things like that. So that's what we did today. We were out bopping around with me and Ron and a camera and a couple of cheers. Couple cheers. I said, hey, would it be fun to bring our chairs out, right? Wherever we're gonna broadcast, because we're going three or four different places. And that would look really funny, wouldn't it be funny? 
Ron's like, yeah, that, that's a great idea. Until he realized he had to carry the chairs. And we're not talking, you know, folding chairs here. We're talking <laughs> no. big ass stuff. Your wing chairs. Yes. <laughs> did and you we, take? Did you take the angel? We did not take Prudence. Oh, far too fragile. Should have taken the angel. I thought about it, but I was just too. She's too fragile. You took me, and I'm pretty fragile. Yeah. You could have just stuck Nathan with a pair of false wings and just had him stand. <laughs> no, he wasn't with us. He no, had yeah. to work. Yeah, yeah. This is working. Oh, we want to give a shout out to our good friend uh, Stephen Scott, who's under the weather. He's also a, a Patreon of the the show as well, which you can. Oh, God bless him. Go to Ghost Chronicles. Uh, Get well soon. Ghost Chronicles Radio, and you can become a Patreon and, and see stuff you can only. Oh, how's our GoFundMe page doing? Go away, we don't have <laughs> We did. We started it last week. We did not. Go I did. You for what? For for the Ron and oh, Le, for the Ron and Leslie Marden Healing Center. No, no, it's oh. the Colic Institute for Paranormal Research or Kipper. Kipper. <laughs> That'll do. Oh, That'll no. work. But anyway, you know, as I said last week, if you yeah. 150,000 downloads if each of them chip in a dollar. <laughs> Brilliant. You know, you know what's funny, Steve? Uh, after the show was over, I got a request from someone. How could they raise their Patreon amount that they give in? <laughs> Quite right, too. We we need we we need this Kipper Center. If only it's going to be the craziest name ever. But we we need this. It's going to be good for the community. It's going to be good for paranormal research. Right. What is it? The Colec Institute? Paranormal Research. Kipper. Kipper. Oh, it's I... A, yeah, to silent D. Got it. You, unless you call it the uh, Colec Institute for Paranormal and Existential Research. Why would you do that? Because you put the E back in then. You don't need an E. Whatever. It's an R. Kipper. It spells Kipper better if you put the E in it, though. It's a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. There's the logo sorted out. Uh, I, I, I am really surprised we didn't find any uh, pirates uh, today. We didn't have any pirate stories. What's up with that? So pirates in East Bridgewater. Why not? Bam and Lynn. We're not a seaside community. Lynn, Lynn, the city of Sydney. We're way too far from the water for pirates to have come here. Oh, I don't know about that. What do you think? They came down the Setucket River? I mean, what? Monday, Monday was Thanksgiving Day in, in uh, Canada. And uh, they were they were founded by uh, that that day was founded by a pirate. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So there you go. Why can't these Bridgewater have a pirate or two under there? Well, we just have famous artists and murderers. Murderers. And I guess that's it. Yeah, redheaded. Do you have the redhead? No, you don't have to read them. You don't have the redhead. We don't have the redheaded hitchhiker. You could borrow one though. No, I sent my husband out flag down cards. What about what about land pirates? There you go, land pirates. Land pirates, aka highwaymen. <laughs> I, I do have to admit, and I and I don't want to say this on the air, but I, I'm going to. Is while we oh, were God. while we were in a cemetery, I saw two black shucks. Black what? Black shucks. Black shucks? Yes, black shucks. What the hell is that? Demon dogs. Really? 
You know what a black shuck is, right, right, Steve? Oh, of course I know what it is. I've never heard that the bad fam- expression. The famous black shuck that, that attacked the uh, two churches. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's a very old English story. Yeah, but if you read Ghost Chronicles and would you have the book right here and yeah. you would read about the black shuck and hang on, hang, hang on a minute, Ron. You haven't read any of my books yet, Ron. <laughs> that yeah, you have right there, Ron. Your, your book's about boring stuff. It's about studying things. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the important thing, studying things. things. Why would I want to learning things? Don't I know everything? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh. they put the oldest man into space today, but they'd forgotten about you. <laughs> Anyway, oh, put him man. into space, but don't bring him. I, actually, you know that GoFundMe pray, phase, uh, page? Put me into space. <laughs> yeah. We'd get more money if it was, let's send Ron into orbit. Let's send Ron into space. Oh, my God. <laughs> a one-way trip. With a dog. Funny. <laughs> and then you get a ton of them. With a dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you never heard about the black shuck in? You know? I don't think so. Oh. I've never heard that. It's a famous, famous story, the one that that attack the churches. You can actually go there today and look at the door and see the claws marks. Are they still on did there? We talk, maybe we did talk about that. Yeah, you betcha we did. And we, I just forgot about you it. You betcha we did. You betcha. You betcha. So they, they, those claw marks still on the doors, uh, Steve, do you know? Uh, I've never seen them personally, uh, but yes, I believe that they are still there. I believe that they're now a tourist attraction. Yeah. Um, actually, as we've when we were speaking last about black shucks and um the road the road i actually live on which is a country lane um has its own um story going back to the 1800s uh, of a black of a black dog uh with glowing red eyes they're quite common over here yeah hmm. uh, it's not black dogs it's black calves or bulls now it's cats too right no, cats are, they, they, oh, come on, cats, they're just weird to begin with. <laughs> so so what's the story about the black black uh, dog that's in your neighborhood? Um, well, seen, seen uh, about a mile from the house on the road, um, for a man uh, back in the 19, well, it's 1920s, 1950s, it was a sighting supposedly in the 70s, but that's, that's more of a we can't really find any details for that one. Um, people walking home from town into the village, up to the village uh, late at night on their way back um, were confronted by this large black dog following them with glowing red eyes and uh, sort of scowling and, and uh, yeah, uh, but slinking along behind them rather than. Uh, yeah, I mean, not doing anything too, not doing anything too um, scary. Just scary. Yeah. Skulking. 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 Just skulking along the lane. Yeah. But I mean, the black- lane I drive along, you know, late at night, many, many, in fact, will be doing in another few hours. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it. So, so you have, a, yeah, see, it's a double investigation tonight. No, not really. Um, well, we've got we've got other road ghosts, and do you know, in 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 
in in all honesty, whenever um, I'm driving around this area at night, going to and from the radio studio or doing other things um, and returning home or, or going out, I always go you know, particular ways because we've got um, a blue lady who haunts um, one of the roads um, nearby. We've got um, another figure of a lady on a different road. We've got a misty apparition uh, reported by taxi drivers driving around late at night. Um, so you always, you know, I always take detours to go along these routes um, in the hope the forlorn hope of of encountering one of them. <laughs> the only problem that I mean, all you would have is your experience, though, is because it's not like you you film it. Now I've got a dash cam. Oh, do you uh, really? Oh. Yeah, the car's equipped with uh, front and rear cameras, so um, yeah, yeah, and they're all time coded because of these uh, new ones that we have to have. Um, so they all have date and time stamp on them oh, and uh, GPS track. stamp uh, and all sorts of other technical data being you know automatically recorded from the car yeah that, so. that's that's so uh the government can keep track of you right uh you know probably um but it's it, it it can be useful because we can access that data so if i was fortunate and saw a black dog or a blue lady or a misty apparition then um i can just go back and view the footage Awesome. Why does it always happen to people who aren't looking for it? That's that that's one of the interesting questions. And it's also we we I was doing a, a podcast interview earlier in the week, and that a similar question came up about when these sightings take place. Like you know, these holiday makers they are not looking for the paranormal, right. um, and so many times through through um, the investigations that parascience conducts uh, there's almost a sort of uh, you know if it's going to happen it's going to happen when when you're setting up the equipment or when you're packing away afterwards or when you've in one famous uh, instance um, when we had a television crew with us just mm-hmm. as we locked the bill and just as we'd exited the building and locked the door behind us every time um, every you know that's when it's going to happen when you're least expecting it. Every damn time. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that night with the television crew was uh, fairly memorable because I've, I mean I've told the story before, but we'd been with them all night. Um, they were they were doing their Halloween special, and mm-hmm. of course, absolutely nothing happened uh as we thought it might you know we didn't expect very much but they they've got what they wanted you know they finished filming and um we we left and we locked up and we had the only key to the only door and we noticed that there was a light on upstairs we thought you know that we'd inadvertently left the light on and as we looked up you know sort of about to thump one another for leaving the light on meaning you know we'd have to go back upstairs and or open the door and go in and go upstairs and turn the lights off uh the light went off and another one came on uh, <laughs> oh, clearly there's somebody in the building now we have to go in and make sure that there isn't an intruder on the promise you know because we've got not just the key we've also got the responsibility of the building mm-hmm. 
and we we opened the door went back in and um we could hear somebody moving about upstairs so we we rushed up the stairs uh, to confront whoever it was and except of course there was nobody there we we actually watched as several lights went on and off um, and a door was moving and um there was nobody in the building i turned around and this it, it, this is where it becomes the you know sort of comedy part because um we could hear more footsteps and mm. i spun round to try and you know sort of what's going on and was confronted by an out of breath reporter and uh the cameraman was you know uh, was a contract cameraman he was he was getting on in years and he was sort of fairly out of breath himself and struggling with this camera and the bbc reporter thrust the microphone into into my face i was you know blinded by the camera light which suddenly kicked on so is this a ghost <laughs> i don't know i can't see a bloody thing now <laughs> i'm blind Gosh. So, you know, Steve, uh, we know that uh, eyewitnesses are, are terribly unreliable because of vision itself. Do you think that more physical evidence is is much more valuable, for instance? I mean, the spirits that actually move things or do things, is that more valid than what somebody sees or hears? Potentially. Um, depending on, you know, if you can demonstrate that there was no way it could be interfered with or the object couldn't have moved, you know, somebody off camera or... I mean, you see so many videos now on YouTube of cabinet yep. doors and kitchens opening and closing and things flying about and uh, you know, people claim that they've captured this because they just left their GoPro running. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, we all video our kitchen every night just for something to do, of course. Um, <laughs> don't we? Um, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, objects move. I mean, it's certainly way more exciting. You know, there's no doubt, you know, if uh, think back to the movie Poltergeist when the little girl's zooming around the kitchen floor, you know, mom pops her down, she shoots across the kitchen floor. All the objects in the, you know, moving around in in the movie uh, Paranormal Activity, you know, the Ouija board bursting into flames and the door <laughs> slowly opening. Yeah, so object movement is 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 much more exciting, but it's also potentially more interesting, um, providing. And in fact, what you know, the way you set up cameras. Um, but we've uh, one of the cameras that we do use, um, which is one of the SPR cam uh, supplied cameras, uh, out on a test run tonight because it was in a good opportunity to to give it a test. Is one of the new uh, generation of cameras with um, it has its normal. It looks it, it's just a normal video camera. It's got no night mode. Um, but what it does have, which is incredibly useful, is um, a second selfie camera because now people want to do their vlogs and, and things for YouTube. So Panasonic have brought out one or two cameras that have um, on the LCD viewfinder that swings open uh, is an, is another camera. Oh, that's cool. Uh, which me, but that, you know, you could, so you can position it so it can look behind or to the side or, you know, um, so it's incredibly useful because you can demonstrate that there was nobody behind the camera. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so, uh, and they're, they're they're incredibly cheap as well. These 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 um, cameras and they record both channels, and so you can have it picture in picture, or you can have it, um, and you would understand, uh, or you can have um, you know either video. Um, so it's a good way of demonstrating, and it, and of course it's one recording track, so it's synchronous. So right. you can say, you know, if an, if you do capture an object moving on a camera, you could hopefully demonstrate that there was nobody off camera giving it the helping hand. Right. I now, love that. I have to look for one of those. The, when you have, I mean, there are many, many cases. This is another thing, of course. And, and, and they're hard to prove because if you don't have a camera running while it happens, it's, you know, you always have that thought somebody pranked it or whatever. And, uh, you know, the, the writing, uh, writing that appears, which is intriguing. Uh, I mean, uh, my favorite restaurant, the when the restaurant just had uh, uh, words appear in the window said, go away. And uh, it, this was a second story window. So it, it's intriguing. But because, you know, you have no camera, no validation, it makes it tough to to believe it is in fact or not don't you agree not always because very i i um a few months ago published an investigation from this same area that i'm in now uh, a different private home uh, one night uh, as you know i do the west files monthly radio show paranormal radio show locally and um somebody phoned in to say that uh, we'd, we'd just finished a show that had covered Borley Rectory, which was perhaps one of the most famous cases of wall writing um, that had ever occurred, um, where the spirits were writing, um, requesting light, mass and prayers to be said for them. And we'd done this show and an email arrived the following morning and it said, um, we've also had writing appear on our walls. Saying, saying God and uh, the name of my child and some other stuff, and it's really disturbing us. Now, my initial thoughts were like, well, yeah, let's go, let's go talk to this person because it could be an interesting follow-up for the next radio show. Um, Anyway, it turned out to be a little bit more serious than that. There was mum, dad, and um, a three-year-old in the property, and. the three-year-old was was apparently quite disturbed by by the goings-on. Yeah, she claimed that uh, the three-year-old daughter had claimed that um, she'd seen a figure and that this writing had appeared, and she was absolutely adamant that you know because the parents initially suspected the child um, that it wasn't her. She had nothing at all to do with it. Uh, they called in a local medium. The medium had come along and the medium had said um, that it was a spirit child um, who was who had died of tuberculosis um, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Sorry, uh, around the period of World War Two. And um, so it became apparent that there was far more than a radio show that this needed, that this family needed some, some assistance. And so I initially um, suggested that, you know, perhaps they should keep a diary for a few weeks to see, 
uh, if we could, you know, uh, the progress of it, because it was only based on a couple of emails at this point. And um, the lady contacted me and said, oh, can you, you know, how, how would you want the diary kept? Do you want, do you want me to go out? I'll, I'll go out and buy uh, a notebook. And I said, look, there's no need. I've got to go past your house virtually tomorrow anyway um, to um, go get some groceries. So I'll, I'll, I'll drop you off a notebook. Uh, no big deal. Uh, when I got there, uh, she she invited me in, you know, made a cup of tea, was uh, was telling me the story. And this, the little one was running around, you know, was with, in the other room, but appeared occasionally playing around. And mum was telling me the story and I noticed behind her, the little one writing on the wall. Crayon. <laughs> And I said, I don't think we actually, you know, I don't think we need to. Um, the mum spun round, caught the little girl writing on the wall. And immediately the little girl burst into tears. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. But we just said, no, it wasn't. And she was absolutely adamant that it wasn't her. And of course, you know. Because the you know, three adults in the room had just seen her doing it. She was caught red-handed with the crayon. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, wall writing is quite a funny one. Uh, but the full report on that was published in the ASAP journal, uh, investigation journal, um, only a few months ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had a few cases myself where, especially on Windows, it seems like it appears on Windows a lot. And uh mm. I know another uh, place that I, I did up in Derry, and, and uh, one day they, they locked up and uh, to go home, and they headed out to the cars, and they looked up at the the uh, upper floors, and, and there was four windows in a row, and it said, hey, GLP, help, in the window. And the light was on, which, of course, they had shut off. So they, ah. they went back in, but they couldn't find anybody or anything. It just was there. Uh, these things happen. I remember uh, years ago doing, uh, we were doing a television um, Halloween special live event um, at Fivey Castle up in um, Aberdeenshire. Right. And um, the owner, uh, back in the 15th century, 16th century, um, the owner of the castle, the lord of the manor, um, <laughs> had supposedly done away with his first wife uh, um starved her to death or killed her either way he'd done a done done away with her and married a younger woman and on their wedding night the apparition of the first wife was seen floating at the window of the bedchamber now this bedchamber is 80 feet above the ground on Uh the castle it's about eight nine floors up um when that when they looked the following morning, she had scratched her name into the stone surround of the window, and it's still what? there to the present day. Oh, wow. So that's, um, yeah. That was an interesting one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was the bell, which means pizza from the dead is here, or the zombies, or whatever else is coming to you tonight. <laughs> and uh, so nothing happened in this past half hour while you were there, no apparition. No, do you know, I was thinking back to, was it July? Um, I was out looking for uh, an apparition that walked down the lane back from the pub whilst I was on holiday, and that, that was fruitless. And it looks like tonight's um, live from a ghost hunt. 
it's also going to be equally fruitless. Uh, Although I've still got three hours to go, so you never know. Time. Yeah, but I mean, still time. The last time you did have those people stumble out of the pub, which was <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the, anyways, sing- the singing ghosts of Anglesey. Well, we do got to wrap it up, and uh, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Ron Kolick and Steve Parsons, special guests, and Carrigan right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not the Andover, Massachusetts, and our very, very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, and you can become a Patreon member, a member of the Dead Air Society. And don't forget the GoFundMe page. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me know when you get it up. And that way uh, I can uh, tell. But, uh, okay. Kippa. Yeah, Kippa. Kippa. Yeah, anyway, Steve, we want to thank you, uh, you know, and uh, happy hunting tonight. And uh, Thank you very much. I'll if I survive, I'll be back next week to report on what, what happens. Remember to check your body for... <laughs> You know, there could be lots of claw marks and stuff That's like right. that. It could be. They could be. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Have a great night. Good night. God bless everyone. Good night. Thanks, everyone. Good Bye, night. Steve. Bye, Anne. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck.